Hi guys, hi everyone. So this is podcast episode 11 and we're in season 2 now of the podcast sessions. So thank you to uh, to the listeners so far for tuning in and I hope the sessions have been insightful in gaining uh, information or knowledge from other speakers uh, and generally from us being interested in uh, a lot of various different topics over, over the past year. So now we're in season two and we have a special guest with us, which is uh, Cik Kami American. So Sarah will start with basically much looking uh, covering into questions relating to education. So I'll, I'll let Sarah start with that. Sarah, please. <laughs> sure. Thanks. So um, I'll be discussing with you uh, on the topic of like education, which is, uh, I think, a good one for, for us to discuss because uh, it's something that I know is um, important to you. And you, yeah, and I and I am sure you know it's really important to me as well. So, you know, looking back, uh, when you were studying in the AA back in the seventies, how? I mean, I feel like I'm asking you this for like the millionth time, <laughs> but but it'll be good for everyone else to know. What, what what was that experience like for you, and what was the energy like back then? I think. Uh... You know, architectural education has evolved during the years, you know, from uh, different people you speak to a different generation when they were educated, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think architecture education uh, in the early days is much, much more of a holistic uh, training of uh, bits and pieces between engineering, the sciences, and uh, uh, design and construction, it all forms part of the whole mystic study about uh, architecture. I, I started life uh, studying at, uh, now it's UTM, then it's called a Technical College, then uh, it became a UTM. Uh, in the first three years, we were grounded with, with very practical, very uh, solid base about constructibility, about services, about materials, and design maybe form only about 50% of the design, uh, the training of, uh, of it. Then, you know, uh, we were not uh, trained to become architects. Then we were trained to become only like we call technical assistant to, to, to provide, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, training for that kind of people. But the the training was so uh, good that we immediately got uh, admitted to overseas universities to, to ex- uh, what call it, to extend our education into the third year of each of the universities we go to, whether we go to Australia or we go to UK, whatever. So on completing the education at, at the uh, technical college, uh, we went to uh, the A. When we went to the A, I think when I went to the A, it was a total surprise for me that uh, architecture education in a different way. Because uh, what the A did is to make you be more independent, more, uh, what do you call it, questioning everything about everything. Yeah, and, uh, from the sounds of it, it sounded like really, really sort of like a radical kind of change yeah. of education. For, for, at, least, at least for me, who came from a very technical-based uh, education, we design uh, elements where you have to provide uh, plans for everything you draw, sections, constructability and everything. And when you come to the A, you can present a scheme in just one sheet of drawing where your ideas... Uh, are more important than, than about, uh, construction and anything else. So that really uh, got us all in a spin. We skidded all over the place. But after a while, we begin to understand where the school is heading. I think what the school is doing is basically uh, uh, question everything, everything under the sky, or anything you do. I mean, any subject matter is thrown in and everybody will just, uh, you know, say whatever they think of that subject matter. So it became very interesting because uh, I, I, I slowly 
begin to understand much more than just pure construction. But uh, in later years, when I came back, I was teaching. Uh, uh, I was uh, teaching at UTN uh, for three years. I tried to get the marriage of the two, where I came from, which is uh, uh, now it's called UTM, and they, I can see the benefit of both. That's the reason why I felt that uh, all architects have to have these two uh, strengths. One is technical competency, and the other, the other end is dreams. You know, you should have that kind of uh, flexibility about, about education. Uh, one part is about the real life, about the day-to-day ability. And the other side, you must not forget and push the envelope of dreams. I think that, that, that's where I felt was the good training I had within the two schools. Um, but mm-hmm. of late, uh, I've been seeing a lot of architects, meeting a lot of architects, where uh, we, we fall into the trap of uh, uh, having too much dreams and not enough of the, the, the real life of what the traditional word architect's role is, as much as everyone, including my daughter, who hates about contracts. Uh, <laughs> I'm hate right here. Uh, uh, She's right there. <laughs> yeah, go on. <laughs> who hate about contracts, who hate about all these technicalities, about authorities and all that. And, and that is somehow uh, 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 what the AA, I mean, these people who have been the AA from the uh, first year up to the fifth year, mm. they always felt if we can give the level of confidence to the, uh, uh, you know, to the person, the person will pick it up at the end, you know, as years go on, because uh, of questioning about everything or asking about everything. Somehow, you will pick that up very fast. You don't have to have a formal training over anything, mm. you know. Mm. So that, that's where uh, I, I must say about uh, education. I mean, just a snapshot about it. Mm. But if you're going to ask me about uh, architecture education in Malaysia, that's another uh, topic of discussion. Uh, uh, do you have any, any comments on that briefly? <laughs> I think I think basically basically is exposure. I think um, yeah. exposure is uh, very very important. But nowadays with uh, internet and uh, less of publication, previously we all tend to depend on publication, be it magazines or whatever, to to get ourselves exposed to what's going on in uh, the outside world. But now internet is just punching whoever you want to see works being done or any country can just get a snapshot of what's going on. So nowadays, a much more uh, exposure is much more. But the other exposure I'm talking about is experience. About Sometimes you just look at a screen, it's one thing. But being there and looking at it and, and seeing everything in your own eyes and touch and feel, uh, architecture becomes a different thing. It's not just a... Uh, 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 a picture, a picture, uh, what you call it, a uh, uh, picture postcard stuff. You know, picture postcard can always be be taken. The architects have a fantastic way of taking the cameras and get the best view of particular building. But nothing like being there, seeing the space. That's why uh, that's one of the things that I always uh, want to do for all architects in the office is to have this level of travel, which I brought people in the office to really every corners of the world. Yeah. Okay. Is that... (laughs) I'm just rattling on. (laughs) No, no. I think it's interesting that, you know, when you talk a little bit about um, your training in tech college, which is now UTM, um, from my understanding, it's almost as if the education system here in in, in Malaysia um, hasn't quite changed. Since you since you were doing it, in that it, it it still very much focuses on 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 technical competency, but, and not so much on on you know what you you know call dreams. Yeah. You think yeah. thinking, yeah. yeah, 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 the critical thinking and all that. So 
uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I think the world is evolving. And again, uh, the role of architects, I think, in past is changing. So um, I think uh, uh, when we see Malaysia, it's compared to emerging markets or... Uh, uh, I mean, the amazing part about when you look at China, uh, within a very short period of time, from a very uh, close-in community to become uh, the type of architects that, that they are producing these days are tremendous. You know, they learn so fast. They learn about style. They learn about... But I, I think what, what they, they're, they're lacking now is to know the roots they come from. I think they've mm-hmm. lost that, that kind of period of time where they, they, they work, they have a very strong history and culture that uh, the link. That's, a, uh, that's why architect Wong Shu is trying to, to, to dovetail a uh, progress to culture and to where they come from. Because uh, I think architecture, besides being what it is, is still very much a visual art. Whether you like it or not, uh, your eyes play tricks on you about architecture, you know. Uh, and, and of course, people say you feel the space or that, but it's still very much a visual art to me. And uh, and I think that's uh, that's where we are, no, uh, sir. <laughs> okay. Um... Hey, Gamil, do you do you feel that um, um, young graduates? Like from Malaysia, is equipped to maybe compete globally? Are, are there something that we're lacking that we're not able to much um, be competitive on a global field? Uh, it, it, it's not that. I think uh, you see, like uh, while I mean, much I was say that while I was uh, being in the jury as well as steering committee of the Aga Khan Foundation, I just discovered so much wonderful work that's going on to. Uh, areas of the world of which we take for granted like, like Bangladesh like uh, Middle Asia and all that and, and uh, because the, the the worst part about the politics of architects is that in the end it's kind of a small group of people that, that be the editors or be people that, that only wants to show works of certain people there's so much good work going on in the world I think similarly for, for young Malaysians, uh, you don't have to do uh, uh, big-scale work. Uh, if the narrative of your work is uh, wonderful, I mean, people talk the sustainability, about culture, about, about uh, you know, suitability of the project. I think if the uh, type of project start emerging, we are all the young architects do be a, a simple house or be a simple extension, be a simple shed or school, whatever. And uh, the, the visual portion of it that we can, uh, you know, narrate with, with beautiful uh, projects, I think people will pick it up worldwide now with the internet, YouTube, with Instagram, you know, uh, it can be picked up. You can be Mr. X and it can be picked up by anyone. You know, but it has to be good work. You know, it, it doesn't have to be uh, scale work. It doesn't have to be the size of, a, you know, a, a very interesting, um, uh, what you call it, lecture. I, I hear about uh, Charles James talking at Harvard, where he spoke about, uh, uh, nowadays people talk about billion dollar project which is incomprehensible, uh, you know, you cannot imagine what a billion dollar project is. And because we come to that scale, you know, people just can't imagine what, you know, your mind can only work from a house to a building, and then you talk about a mm-hmm. billion dollar project, which is, you know, what, what does it entail? During the days of the old days, there be the pyramid or, or, or whatever, you know, is that kind of scale, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, you do. But now, you know, people can't even imagine what is a billion-dollar project we throw to you, you know? Please design a billion-dollar project. You know where to start. You know, it's, 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 uh, uh, things have become uh, quite crazy in terms of scale of things. You know? 
So coming back to uh, mm. a younger athletes, I think opportunity is out there. Don't, don't blame anything. There's just uh, like somebody used to say, I can't know who was out there, who always tell me, you know, Kadam, uh, I think it's important to all architects to choose one project of which in your life that he does his 100%, his, his, all he has, give everything, like people say, run the, the 100 meters, you know, give your 100% for the 100 meters. And if that project becomes something, you know, it, it will show, it will show, it will show your talent, it will show everything of you. Wow, you're getting me all rattling. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, if I if I may ask about okay, like well, Sarah, Sarah was uh you know asking you about your education. Yes, right? yeah, yeah. And then okay, upon coming back, you were, you started in BEP for a few years, right? Yeah, yeah. When I came back, I was I was uh, in fact to tell the truth, I was in UK. I was working with Terrell uh, uh, and Nick Grimshaw which uh, uh, two of my great teachers beside uh, <laughs> yeah. like the education. I say, you know, days. Uh, <laughs> uh, my crazy days and so. Uh, uh, I, I, when I graduated, I was working for a couple of years there too. But uh, uh, to me, to all architects, uh, working in a good office is like doing your postgraduate study. Because oh, like they are the ones that really uh, pick you up and uh, pamper you or, or teach you about the because you're fresh from, from school. So you go to a good office, you're given opportunities, you're given uh, exposure, you're given all that. That, that is a good teaching. Yeah? So after I, I came back from UK, uh, because I was under a federal scholarship, I got a choice to uh, work in JKR or to teach. So I chose teaching, uh, you know, going back to my old school. I had great fun. I had great fun there because uh, uh, I was put to look after the first batch of UPN students to graduate with a degree in architecture. Yeah, There's only about 10 to 15 students, which I was the studio master for it. It was great fun. It was two parts to it. Uh, I, I, I find the opportunity is amazing. So I, I, I did some really interesting projects with, with, with that. And then uh, while, while I was teaching for three years, then on the, <laughs> after the third year, I began to realize I, I'm repeating myself. I'm teaching the same thing, be it construction, be it, you know, it's become, uh, because I was not research-based, Right. You know, I imagine professors and all that who enjoy teaching because they at least a research base to keep them going instead of repeating themselves, teaching mm -hmm. year after year because we've got a curriculum to meet. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I, I was working with, uh, while I was teaching, I was working part-time with Team 3 under Dato Barodin and then um, uh, in Lin Chongkiat. Then after that, when I left uh, UTM, I was in BEP, which is a good period of time, about really 12 years with, with BEP. Yeah. And then you uh, set out GDP after. Yeah, it's funny. It's a kind of funny uh, situation. I just, uh, one day I just said, I just want to move on. You know, there's no reason. I was, I was, a, I was a main partner in BEP. I was, a, I was again another rebel rouser in EP. So I was, you know, I was there for a, a period of time, you know, and uh, I enjoyed myself when I here. I enjoyed myself there. And uh, then I left. Uh, yeah, I started uh, GDP. The day I left is the day Sarah was born. Uh, this, that means GDP's uh, her age. <laughs> Her age. Yeah, exactly Second. my age. Exactly your age. The day she was born, you know, so that was a coincidence or whatever it is. So, <laughs> so that was 31 years ago, yeah, Jake Yeah, I guess we, oh, on that on that note, right? Okay, as a, as a practice, GDP have sort of navigated through that 30 years worth of 
period of many, many other, I guess, contexts, given the, the crisis that, that keeps on happening every other 10 years. Uh, and yeah. then now we are still in a, in a, in a crisis. We're in 2021. Yeah. But it feels a lot like 2020, let's <laughs> say. Uh, you know, how, how we want to know about your, I guess, experience having navigating to, to all of these circumstances. Obviously, with, along with your partners. Yeah, yeah. I think... Uh, I think first and foremost, I think this uh, maybe partly an advice uh, to, to all partners. Uh, I think uh, whenever you want to set up a practice with partnership, I think first of all, we, we have to make sure your partners are your friends. <laughs> friendship is very, very important because uh, friendship is much stronger than partners per se. You know, when you become partners, you... you you become business and you look at every single aspect of life. Because in, in our profession, nobody is the same. You know, each of us got our strength, got our weaknesses, you know, we kind of cover each other or it's one group of people that are working together. I think that's the first advice <laughs> on that. The second part of it is you must be hungry. Mm, yeah. You must be hungry. You, you, Cannot be, you know, you must be hungry about everything. Every single job that come in, you must be making sure you provide a level of service. Because we are in the service industry. We are not uh, selling products or whatever. Yeah, we are in the service industry. So that level of service, like your your favorite doctor, favorite lawyer, some people deal lawyers, some people deal the accountants. You got your favorite. After what? If we have... Uh, uh, broken down the uh, level of that thing. You become friends. You become friends. And you uh, uh, become like a, uh, people are confident. You're confident. Right? Uh, yeah. Who is your they, they are the biggest uh, uh, promoter of you. Because they, they uh, once you've done a good job, uh, they become the biggest promoter. They recommend new clients. They, they are the ones that become advertised for you, talk uh, great about you. So that's, that's the other part of it. And coming back to GDP, we've gone through many mm. cycles. Yeah. Uh, the other important part of it is uh, 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 what I term as uh, the business side, which is uh, you have to be uh, to have a very strong financial uh, I wouldn't say financial control, but financial discipline. I call it financial discipline. Because as much as the money come in, we always should have the necessary reserve to cover the bad days. I think that's that's very, very, very important. You cannot well, say, live for today, you know, uh, earn $1, spend $1. So what, whatever you do, you have to make sure that you have enough reserve to 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 think through what uh, is the next course of action. I think that's uh, very important for, for all architects because we don't want the financial aspect of it to, to, to pressure you, to pressure you about doing something really what you regret and uh, get into nervous breakdown because of that. I think that's very, very important. Yeah? The, the, the final thing is about talent. You know, uh, talent is uh, something which is uh, inbuilt in everyone. I, I see everyone got its own level of talent, you know, and, uh, and and how to harness it, how to harness the talent. And talent uh, uh, is something which is in you. Unless you do something, people don't know how you are talented. You know, uh, you, you live and die with your talent. Nobody knows you're talented. You know? You know? So, as an architect, what, what, what you uh, see talent is talent is to do what you are in you with all your training. Uh, you know, show, show the world. Show the world what, what you're capable of. Be in writing. Be in, in many, many forms. You know? Uh, be in... Uh, uh, somebody want to teach, be uh, do the physical form of architecture. 
I mean, talent can be shown in many ways. I think that's very, very important for everyone to, to, to you know, look at it. Okay, I'm losing my breath a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I think in part, that's also the kind of culture that you've been always wanting us to, especially the young ones, lah. You know, to, to harness on our talents, our curiosity. You always mentioned about curiosity. If I remember back in the, in the early yeah. years when our class was just started, you know, there's always yeah. like stressing of, about being curious about things, why certain things the way they are, right? Yeah. Uh, and moving forward, I guess, given the, the, the I guess, the, the COVID-19 situation we are in, uh, in some ways it is also a similar crisis to the previous ones. But do you think, do you think it's any, any different, that, I guess, with the challenges that it brings? Um, I guess a lot of rethinking uh, on the role of architect is now being being put out uh, by not just architects but also in the industry players, things like that. Lah. Do you think it's of any different these days? I think the the COVID uh, thing of course uh, everybody is trying to readdress how we work, how we do things, that, uh, but uh, still not very clear. Everybody is shooting all directions. But the main thing is uh, uh, human being also is bad in the sense that uh, they have short memories. If the COVID uh, vaccine do really work, everybody just uh, it's just a bad nightmare of one year gone and they back to building things that are unnecessary. There was no kind of a, a thing that makes it. Yeah. So I think what, what is important for us is to uh, address some of the issues uh, that uh, think, uh, like COVID have done to us, you know, in terms of uh, uh, the way we live, the way we shop, the way we work, the way all the, the different types of things we do and how the disease has affected uh, our, our normal day-to-day operation. Uh, whether it is a uh, like we say, like, like everybody is work from home. You know, it's working well. I won't say it's hundred percent, mm-hmm. but it's work well, work well uh, in the circumstances. And with technology, which uh, everybody like our office, we invest a lot in technology about uh, all the technology. I don't go through with it, but uh, make it work. And then you find people like with Zoom and. Uh, Microsoft, Beats, and all that, you know, uh, come to play. Previously, they're, they're not into play. So that, that part of it has helped us in a, tremendously. But the big picture I see it is uh, now people are questioning uh, the big thing, you know. Uh, the, I call it the value chain. Start uh, questioning itself. Whether it's the food chain, whether it's uh, the education that has been disrupted, where you just see uh, school kids, uh, the whole of six months don't go to school and all that. So that has been disrupted. It's not been solved yet. You know, people still working what's going to do with education. So what, what I'm trying to say is that there's so many things that's happening that's questioning uh, the way we normally work and how... Uh, through architecture, uh, we can solve. People say, oh, uh, vaccine finished, you're back to school, and we forget. The way they're going about it now is that, you know, as if the, <laughs> the vaccine is like going to solve everything. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like there's no, um, like everything that has sort of led up to this point is, is sort of like a, temp- a temporary Band-Aid, you know, um, be it with architecture or space or educational space or uh, any, any, you know, any of that, everything. Yeah, is just, yeah. Yeah. Nobody, nobody is uh, addressing, is there a new mode of education during this period? It's like the yeah. conference. Is there a, new, a module of education that can mm-hmm. be rolled out so that for the lost years of uh, be the kids or people at university, what do you do? Catch up. I call it a catch up. Uh, period. There's no catch up at all, you know. That's education. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I, I was thinking this, you know. We live in a world now. It's mm-hmm. like uh, you live on the moon. Mm-hmm. But to go out there 
<laughs> you have to wear the the mask, uh, the, the what the hazmat suit. suit. <laughs> so you, know, you can't see the germs. It's like okay. there's there's no oxygen out there. You, know? you have to wear a suit to to, but uh, a much less uh, uh, the environment is not as bad as the moon. But since we can't see the germs, we can't see the the virus. It's similar to that. You have to self protect yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, to make sure you can operate in the real world until all that is solved. Yeah. So anyway, what? Right? Do, do, do you think? <laughs> no, I think the the reason why we want to ask about this is that I think that the the role of a designer is changing, uh, especially at this point onwards, right? Which way agree to that? No, no. I think uh, I think. Uh, you see, uh, okay, let me, let me say this. The role of a doctor, the role of lawyer, the role of accountant, the role of teacher, the role of every profession that we all choose to do, we all need to give our best in this uh, period of time. Okay? Yeah. Uh, we cannot depend on the other person. We cannot become a doctor, then a doctor become an architect. I'm not, I'm not saying that. But it's just that we will train this way and uh, we see what are, uh, are missing. It's like uh, having a, a, you know, a checklist. Mm-hmm. A checklist. Mm-hmm. A checklist. And just go through the checklist where, where it's missing, where it's not necessary, where... I think somebody needs to go through that. I think we haven't got be able to go through that. Yeah. Every, every profession, you know. Mm. What can we offer more? Yeah. yeah. That is relevant to the circumstances we are in. Yeah. yeah. And when things uh, get better, what, what will we do? You know? Are we going back to the old world or are we going to be uh, changing the new world? You know, where you say, you talk about communal spaces, more area, cross ventilation, all, this, all the points that uh, we look for during the lockdown and what we can do to improve in future lockdowns. Mm. In future lockdowns. You know? I understand. I think it's something you look at. Going, yeah. going slightly like off topic, I know for me, I've been thinking about this and I often think that you know, the, the, the virus is one way of making us go, not back to the old world, to back to the old, old world where um, it's everything that's more sort of like communal based. And by that, I mean like almost like village based. And like even like when it comes to like eating food and stuff like that, you know, you, you, you go paleo, you go for what like is only available to you. But I guess that's always going to be a really difficult shift to do anyway, because now people are so used to having things from everywhere and being able to access things from everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah. so, um, I think that it's 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 a it's a matter of of addressing mindsets and 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 whether you know expectations can be yeah. can be met yeah. and can be challenged in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Agree. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this this thing uh, a lot about sustainability. You know, they be mm-hmm. bouncing this word, and nobody really uh, question uh, as a Does profession, as an architect, as an architect, what beside the. The, the big uh, items about uh, energy, about, you know, all the green uh, initiative that's going out there. To me, it's much more than that. It's much more than that. Uh, understanding, you know, like simple thing. Uh, if you take a simple brick uh, a wall, it can be done in bricks, it can be in blocks, it can be done in timber, it can be done all the material, a simple 10 by 10 wall, for example. And then you look back at all the different materials, Brick, how is it produced by clay? Somebody had to mine the clay, burn the clay. Uh, I mean, yeah, somehow somebody had need to do a, a kind of research that uh, we use block work. What it takes, it takes concrete, need to bounce, have to blow up uh, half a hill to bring up the granite, form the thing. and then timber. You have to cut the trees, you have to saw the trees, you have to do. I mean, I'm talking about a simple wall of 10 by 10. If you have an understanding, of the process of the material and how it is constructed to take for granted just a, for architect to draw a line and say the wall I need the wall. When you don't care about how the materials come, how it is constructed, 
how it put together. Then you begin to understand about uh, the term sustainability. And I, using a sustainable way of building a wall, or I'm using correct material, that is uh, another topic uh, we can talk about. I mean, the reason I raised this point, I think whenever I go to Japan, <laughs> I see the, the houses, the simple wall, they use the soji screen, for example, the lightest possible material that slide and divide spaces and all that. And then I said, here we are, in even our low-cost housing, you have to use brick wall, you have to use concrete, you have to use plastering. You have to... why, why can't a, a, a space be much more uh, sustainable, light, uh, interchangeable, into, into all that? So this is some of the big questions I, I do ask myself you know, about, about this. So... Another topic not to be discussed today. <laughs> Another thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, what, 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 what I'm working on in this, I think, I think it's important that as architect, we have to be inquisitive. Inquisitive about everything. Inquisitive about how uh, things are put together, why things are they are, how community operate in that manner, how, you know, everything. You have to be inquisitive. By, by have you always inquisitive. been like this? Yeah? <laughs> have you always been like this? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or do you, I mean, was it, are you, are you actually, no, but I know you, you're, 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 you're inquisitive about a lot of things. Yeah, I read, you see the kind of magazines I read. Yeah. I read, from gardening right down to aircraft to, you know. Not just gardening, like, like <laughs> Chinese gardening in China. There's no, there's no, there's no English in that magazine. <laughs> I'm, I'm visual, sir. I'm yeah. visual. Yes. Visual, visual. <laughs> okay, anyway. No, I think, I think it's important. I think uh, as architects, when you deal with a lot of clients, uh, clients expect you to be slightly worldly that, that people expect you to know a bit of everything, yeah. you know, to, to yeah. get the point of interest, whether about boats, about aeroplanes, about, you know, cars, about everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, because essentially, you know, um, when you're designing something, you're, you're designing a lifestyle. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. So you, if, you know, I'm sure there's a, there's some value added if, if you know if you're doing like a how many what star residence and then you if they start talking to you and you're like I don't own a car well that's me <laughs> and, then, and then and then everything kind of goes downhill from there they'll be like oh oh okay but but I, there's a level of I, and I think that's something that you're very strong with being yeah. able to be somewhat relatable to the client no uh, matter uh, where yeah yeah. I, I was saying the simple thing like uh, all of us in the office, every practice in Malaysia, we do a lot of residential. We do a lot of condominiums here. To me, uh, I relate uh, designing condominiums like car, car design. Because uh, uh, there's a lot of things given now. Last time we say, oh, uh, got power steering, got ABS, assisted brake system, but now it's standard. The same with condominiums. You say, Oh, I'm giving kitchen. Oh, that's standard. Give aircon. That's standard. Really. So a lot of things have become standard in the process of uh, as much as condominium and cars. But what is left is styling. Styling is the magic word of be it architecture or be it car design. You love it or you hate it. You know. Beside uh, the normal thing, the bedrooms, the living room, the kitchen, the, the windows. I think that part is like given. And people want to know what, what's, what's new? What's new? Is there a uh, 2021 model or 2020 model, a 2050 model? So the process of thinking as architect has to move on. Like where uh, car design has moved on. Uh, like now, everybody is moving to electric, electric because of a sustainability index of uh, world. Global world. Same with architecture. We have to move into the next paradigm, which is to make sustainable uh, housing. You know, so there's a lot of mm. roads that is mm. happening. You know, in the real world. Mm. I see. 
Cik Amil, I see that uh, you're very invested in the idea of nation building. And I mean, like you, like we, you said earlier about macam, uh, issues that architects want to tackle on maybe in the future, like uh, like how you go about with housing, uh, better housing solutions maybe. I mean, besides besides that, how, how would you like to see Malaysia's architecture progressing into the future? I, I think uh, the world is become too much uh, uh, dependent on stylistic uh, elements where all architects get very excited about styles that uh, mm. some of the issues about uh, urbanization about why why I turn in the office the ground plane I call it the ground plane where all of us walk or mm. cycle or the ground plane as as uh, uh, taken over by highways and and roads and all that. People have forgotten uh, the wonderful thing about ground plane. That's why the old cities in Europe and be in Asia and all that. The, the wonderful thing about them is to walk on the streets, uh, uh, the question of plazas, the question of squares, the question of public spaces, the question of parks and all that. It's all happening uh, in a level where, where uh, connectivity and all that. So I think I'm, I'm, I think uh, what what is missing in in uh, Malaysia I think uh, too much has been given to, to highways and road. even for me you know to drive from my house to any one place I always dream of which highway I jump from one highway to the next highway to the next highway nobody wants to drive on the street we don't appreciate street anymore we don't appreciate boulevard streets. Uh, interaction at street level, you know. So that that's my biggest regret that uh, all developing countries are going through because we are so much dependent on our mobility that uh, the cars are overtaken everything else. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and we see that. I mean, we. Uh, I just wanted to ask personally. Like, I wanted to ask, which I'm. Uh, you've always been supportive of young architects, either through your much like, supporting projects like uh, Rex KL or the L45 Library in Mangsa. Much like, is this part of your philanthropy? You say efforts. <laughs> I don't see it. <laughs> I don't have that kind of money to be a philanthropist. <laughs> but what 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 I I I only see uh, there's two parts. Huh? I think I answer you in two parts. I say the whole profession, uh, okay. the, the profession is one big cake, one big cake. I'm, I'm just getting one mm. slice of it. I'm just getting one slice of the cake. The mm. cake is very big, you know. Mm. I'm just taking one slice of it. Mm. I don't wish to enjoy a slice of that cake. I cannot eat everything. Okay, that's the first part of it. Mm. I cannot eat everything. Huh? Mm. The second part is about... Uh, that's the part which uh, not philanthropy is about helping uh, people because I remember when I was working with Grimshaw and and uh, uh, I was a young architect then and uh, the simple thing that I remember one day they walked to me and said come here uh, where where are you living I said I'm renting a, a space with all my other friends says uh, would you like to buy uh, apartment. I said, no, I don't have money to buy an apartment. He said, no, no, no. He says, I tell you what. We both, Grimshaw and Tara uh, said, I'll become your guarantor. You buy it. It's designed by, uh, anyway, it's designed by the office. It's a very trendy. So I can't afford it. He said, no, I become guarantor. How much you pay per month? And this is what is slightly more than what you're paying for rental, you will pay towards the apartment. That simple act by the architect, until today, I just feel so grateful about that, that, that simple move they have made. I'm just a Malaysian, nobody to them, and they did that, you know. So, during my process of being an architect, there are a lot of architects that came through the office, be Kevin, be all the John Ding and all that as well. What what I did was to to have a good uh, say, hey, good and guys, you set it up. I'll help you wherever I can. 
some of that I do give some of the jobs in the office for them to to work with the office to set up their own practice and all that. So we uh, until today I still got that kind of response from them. They still, you know, we can talk as good friends and and there's no kind of uh, you know pathway because I always feel there's always that opportunity and there's always that thing that you have to build a kind of friendship and connectivity with the, the whole profession. Yeah. And coming back to Rex and uh, the communal library and all that, uh, it's a small story. <laughs> like the, the student hostel thing, I always feel that, you know, when all of you, when you were studying overseas, you all were staying in a kind of house where you share among all your friends. And those friends become your friends for life. You know, you're, you're friends for life. You know, it's like a, a community. You might be studying different things, you know, some architecture, some studying other profession. But because you come from that particular, I think that's a missing thing. In, uh, uh, it's an experiment, per se. You see, once you, you develop through architecture some of this uh, living uh, proposition, you are extending that, that uh, thing to the next level, you know. You know uh, the communal library is just uh, started off as a uh, idea, then it became what it is. Like, uh, Rex, Rex was, I must say, it's all uh, uh, shin, shin, <laughs> two shins, uh, uh, two shins, uh, uh, great effort. But there's so much energy in that. I'm just a, a, a passive uh, investor. <laughs> No, but it's great. It's, it's great to hear that uh, that you're supporting the younger generation, and then it inspires us as well, actually, to pay it forward. I think that's that's an important thing that we should take away, lah. I think from yeah. this session is that, which yeah. as much as we build our own careers, it's important to pay it forward. Yeah. Yeah. Any I other question? Last question, professor. Yeah. One last thing to add is uh, you must understand a uh, uh, value of things. The value of what uh, you are doing. Now, I, I to, to tell you the truth, all of you, I was not prepared for this day. I'm just like rattling on, yeah. It's good. <laughs> no, 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 it's great, great. <laughs> no, I, until today, I still enjoy teaching. I wish when I retire, I still go back to to college. I think uh, that's that's one thing I enjoy most. I used to teach at uh, UTM in in. Uh, uh, in Johor, which I have to fly down every week. Then after a while, it gets too tiring mm. to wake up like uh, 5 o'clock in the morning, catch a plane, go and spend the whole day there, come back, you know. I did it for, I think, three or yeah. four years. Then I, I, I just do a UM now. After that, I did a lot in UM, in Stimulia. Then after, when, uh, oh. after that, too, I stopped. You know, I like to go back if I can. Yeah. And to let you know, uh, people like Kamal, people like Watley, mm. people like Gan, they're all my mm. students. They're all my students they're at uh, UTM. You know, uh, all three of them, I, I told them, hey, uh, go to AA. All three of them went to AA after that. <laughs> no, I think, I think uh, what, what you guys are doing is good. I think it's... Uh, I think it's good to create a conversation uh, with with all the different uh, you know people in the profession. To, because unless you you have a conversation about uh, very specific topics, you don't know what people are thinking about it. Like you you are you are you are asking me all these questions. Even my daughter don't hear me what I'm saying now. <laughs> you know, what? unless you ask, you don't know what to. Uh, have an opinion about, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think the more questions you ask about people, I think the more you can hear other people's opinion. Yeah. I think it's great. I think it's great, Chikamil. It's been a it's been a very insightful session, and I hope other people out there will take away yeah. a lot of like amazing things, lah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh no, I was just gonna say. You're a really interesting person. In fact, <laughs> I, I wanted to, to bring up like little anecdotes here and there, but it's okay. I think, I think <laughs> rather, I, I, they much rather hear your 
opinion of the here and now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And check out me if I if I may add. I think I think over the past I guess four years being in R plus as much as yeah we are we are working um, for GDP. It is also partly it feels like there is a mentorship with you. You know we've been going and learning a lot from from you and your I guess inquisitive you directly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess that's that's a privilege that I think in particularly for for R plus to have You know, I, I think the R plus uh, thing has been wonderful. Because uh, before we started R plus, uh, we take for granted that that aspect about uh, architecture or design that we take for granted. There's so many uh, questions we ask which never been answered, and we take a lot of things for granted. So I think I think it's important that uh, R plus can be you know move on to uh, bigger things, you know, because. People don't know the value of uh, research and value of uh, finding out about things. You know. I think I think that I, I can see the the importance of R plus not just for GDP. I think it's for the whole profession. Yeah, that that become become we become I would say uh, more intellectual, but more uh, more grounded. Like we we become. Uh, uh, Whatever we do, there is a reason that we have done uh, research on, you know, not just, you know, do as it is, you know, that's, that's important. Yeah? Good. Take the best of it. <laughs> uh, thank uh, you, Chicken uh, Thank you. Yeah. Uh, okay, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I think that was good. Thank you. Yeah. That was good. That was good. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> thank you.